I need to feel better. It's time for Loud Pipes. The podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Here are your hosts for this episode, Rich Warfield, Rico Hogan, and John Maracle. Loud Pipes, episode 132. It's been a while, but we have got a full house tonight. Justin Webster is back from J. Webster Designs. We're going to update on his new ride, shows he's been to, and all kinds of things. But the one we miss the most, Brother Hogan, what's happening? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> I thought you were going to fall out of your chair. Oh, uh, you know, I was doing that, that whole boxing thing. You know how they ooh, ooh, do the jabs and everything. That was me right then. Translates great on radio. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> All right. Do you have a beverage, my man? Yes, sir. I made me a double uh, jalapeno margarita this evening. What? Yes, sir. Jalapeno right. margarita. Very nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Co-host number two, Johnny John. Just finished a nice sandwich. He's all happy and full. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Enjoying this evening. I'm ready to see what we're going to have new from our guest tonight. Oh, I can't wait. We've seen the pictures. Now we're going to hear all about it. Yeah. And what are you drinking tonight, my friend? Oh, you're not drinking? Uh, no, not with my dinner. Oh. Well, I have one of my favorite IPAs from the Sierra Nevada. It is the hazy little thing and proper old school it is of course nicely done nicely done all right let's not waste any precious time we want to bring in mr webster see what he's drinking and hear all about his latest bike and everything that's going on justin welcome back thank you thank you glad to be back and you have a beverage on tap I'm sure I do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know if I'm going to come hang out with you guys, I got to have something. Better have something cold fizzy. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to try out this uh, Sweetwater Going Coastal. It's a IPA with pineapple. What? Yeah. Oh, you fancy. (laughs) You fancy. (laughs) One up in me on the IPAs. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's hit the new topic just quickly. He's a busy man, the head wrench over at Jay Webster Designs. Only wrench. Here, head, the only wrench, the only wrench. Head janitor. <laughs> but doesn't head wrench kind of give you a little more ring, a little more polish? Yeah, we'll go with it. That sounds good. <laughs> Honey, where's my super suit? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, so first and foremost, we want to hear about this new uh, Triumph build that you had for this year. Yeah. And I realize you've been touring that across the country. 
But um, let's uh, set the stage on that a little bit. What is the foundation for this new bike? And and then we'll get into some of the hardware and details. Sure. So the uh, the foundation for the bike is a 2014 Triumph Scrambler. And uh, it was just a factory EFI uh, base model Scrambler. Nothing too special about it. They're cool cool bikes from, from the get-go. Um, but definitely wanted to to spruce it up and ended up go, going way, way farther than really what I had originally planned with it. But, um, yeah, it turned out pretty cool. Very nice. Very nice. Now I have to ask Mr. Hogan real quick. You've seen this one, at least a, a couple of them, right? Yeah. I've seen them. a couple of them. They look nice. It's got some Indian parts on there for you. You know, uh, I know, I know <laughs> <laughs> that a boy. Highly modified. I mean, it's it's like kind of bastardized with some GSXR stuff and some Triumph stuff. But yeah, there's some Indian blood in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, we might as well talk about that since it is a a visual part, and and we mentioned it. The tank is sourced from an Indian Scout. Yeah, that's correct. So it's a Indian Scout tank. Um, There is a uh, the the original 2014. Um, Triumph Scrambler uh, tunnel that's been um, grafted into the bottom so that way we can keep the stock internal fuel pump, filter, regulator, etc. and just be able to bolt everything into it without having to have any special um, you know alternate you know gas tanks where we have a you know an internal fuel pump in there or or running an external fuel pump uh, to, to make that happen. And then uh, nobody's really making anything cool um, for those Indian Scout tanks as far as um, gas caps, which being a parts manufacturer has me thinking. Right. Uh, but in order, we, <laughs> yeah. we didn't really have time to, to, to design our own and make our own. Uh, so I grafted in a um, 2016 GSXR filler neck from a uh, crash 2016 uh, GSXR tank. So that way I could get some better options for gas caps. That was, uh, was the GSXR the donor for the forks too? No, the, uh, front forks are 50 millimeter Marzocchi's from a Ducati hyper motored. Oh, very nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, uh, got seven inches of travel up front. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I have, to, I have to apologize. We have to take a half step back. Let's, um, describe the style of this thing, if you would first. So then the, the rest of the hardware, I think, will make a little more sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know how to describe this thing. Like I said, it's a, it's, I guess, kind of a class of its own. It's, you know, part, uh, part super motored, part muscle bike, uh, part sport bike. Um, it's just, it's kind of a conglomeration of of a bunch of different styles, and somehow it came out looking looking really cool. Mm. It, it basically Frankenstein. It really is, yeah. And like I said, it, it's it's more of a, I guess you'd kind of classify it as a as a, you know, muscle super motored. Um, yeah, it's like a, you know, doesn't say like a road racing super motard with yeah. a, a cafe flair, right? And so you know, the kind of the design principle behind it was, um, you know, getting on something that you really just don't care what kind of road conditions are in front of you. You can you know, rip on it as much as you want. Um, 
but it also doesn't have that, uh, you know, sport bike, uh, ergonomics. So you've got more upright handlebars, uh, that's kind of, um, you know, more along the lines of, you know, you know a touring bike or, or even a, you know, a super motored, um, you got the suspension from a super motored. The front uh, has seven inches of travel. The uh, custom rear end has seven inches of travel. So that way, anything that comes at you down the road, you don't really have to worry about it. It'll just glide right over top of it. But yeah, it's 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 kind of this weird conglomeration of a bunch of different styles that uh, ultimately comes out to being this like uh, like I said, muscle super motored. Looks wicked, and the the street tires kind of kind of give, give you the nod to like more of a road racing feel but i could totally see changing the tires a little bit and definitely getting it dirty oh yeah you could you could easily do it like i said um you know it's got plenty of ground clearance plenty of travel to go have fun um so you could easily swap those tires out for something a little bit more knobby and, and go rip it up if you wanted to um the the design for it was more you know kind of ripping around canyon carving and going having fun um and and just having enough travel that um you know it's super super comfortable super plush and and going in into any any circumstance that you really wanted to how many phases did this bike go through before you ended up with this final project one i only had one shot (laughs) (laughs) uh eight weeks for the hand-built show that's crazy yeah it was a deadline huh wow yeah that, that was a that was a rough one this one kicked my butt pretty good Hmm. so was the spoke wheels in the front a last minute decision or did you just want to mix it up a bit no yeah i wanted spokes from the beginning um i'm not i haven't really ever been a huge um you know mag style uh fan i I do i've started to 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 grow into it um but spokes were kind of in the plan from the get-go um and so it was definitely uh, you know, quite a, quite a little project to get all of that to work together. That, that front end, um, has a Ducati hyper motor, uh, set of forks, um, with this custom set of triple trees that I did. Um, and then on the, um, the bottom end in order to fit that wheel on there, it's actually a KTM 990 adventure front hub. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's got KTM mixed in there, you know, along with it all. Um, and then uh, some custom rotor spacers in order to fit uh, the spacing for that that front end to make the rotors land where they needed to be. You should do like uh, black spokes. Yeah. The the problem with black spokes for me is that they get lost. So unless you did a like a bright colored hoop, um, they just disappear in in the middle of the the wheel. And so I wanted some sort of contrast. Uh, between the dark color of the rim, the dark color of the hub, and the dark forks, um, because once you start adding too much black in there, everything just becomes kind of muddled, and you lose that contrast, and you can't really tell what's what uh, when you're looking at it because it just becomes kind of a big black blob. Um, unless you start playing with, uh, you know, textures, um, which is really kind of where um, you know you can do that quote-unquote murdered outlook uh but still have you know a good looking bike in the end that's not just all gloss black is if you play with textures with things like matte finishes semi-matte finishes um you know and and again like the textures the metals and stuff like that you know what also works a couple tennis balls 
<laughs> I could just, I could, and you know, get rid of that loud exhaust that's on there, and just stick a uh, a baseball card in the spoke. There you go. There you and can we're totally do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the the exhaust is definitely a a prize piece on this. These these are something you made for this bike. Yes, it is. Yep. And titanium is it? Uh no, not titanium. Uh, three or four stainless. Beautiful. Haven't uh you know kind of dove in on titanium yet. Uh, my buddy Brian Fuller, he um he's he's playing around with titanium and it's definitely tempting me into that world pretty hard. Well, like you said, it keeps the tools sharp, right? Yeah, Learning exactly. Something. So any modifications to the, the Triumph motor at all? Yeah, uh, it's a it's a fully built motor. So um, we went through it. Uh, Bill Gately from Bonneville Performance is the one who did uh, all the motor building for me on this one. And it's a um, originally an 865cc motor. That's what it ships with from Triumph. And uh, it's been bored out to... Uh, 995 cc and uh 12 and a half to one compression ported polished head a little bit bigger valve cammed it's also been dynamically balanced those motors ship with uh counterbalance shafts on the inside of those bikes because they don't actually dynamically balance the crankshaft so there's two counterbalance uh bars within that motor that they use to balance the rotating assembly and so if you pull those out, it's almost 10 pounds worth of rotating mass uh, oh. off of the, uh, the crankshaft. But you have to dynamically balance the crankshaft, um, you know, to, to kind of smooth, in, smooth it out. You can't get all of the vibration out of it, um, but you kind of theorize where your peak power is going to be and where you're going to be riding it the most and then balance it for that, uh, that RPM. Um, but enough to get the the counterbalances out like you said exactly yeah so it it revs real quick with removing that that 10 pounds worth of mass off of that rotating assembly um and then it's got a barnett um kevlar clutch pack in it all the bells and whistles and then um in order to feed that that bike the stock throttle bodies are 36 millimeter throttle bodies Mm. Uh, and you can bore those out to 39 millimeter uh, but it's still not quite enough for uh, that big of a bore when you when you step it up to the 995 um, and and above. And so I actually did a custom set of uh, 44 millimeter throttle bodies that we did a custom tune for and everything on it that uh, that are actually 44 millimeter throttle bodies off of a Daytona 675 triple. Okay, so hold on. <laughs> forgive for, for, forgive me for being a little goofy here but is there a formula to figure out how much how big this throttle body needs to be if you bore it out a certain way yeah There's you can some go through and, and and look at the theoretical air volume that it's going to actually be moving um mm-hmm. and then and then you can you can match a throttle body to that oh, okay and there's there's calculators online that make it make it real simple than having to do a hand math on it Okay, so you did all that ahead of time, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's amazing. And the particular clutch you went with, why did you go with that clutch? The Barnett clutch pack, uh, the, the the stock one just would not handle the the power level that 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 bike will be putting out. Um, so we we went with the Barnett uh, clutch pack to to be able to handle that power level. Um, we're hoping for a little over a hundred at the rear tire. Um, we'll be doing the dyno testing here, um, next week. 
Nice. And it's you guys got me got me a little bit early. I can't give you actual power numbers. <laughs> uh. Twin? It's a parallel twin. Correct. It's a 270 degree motor. Yeah, I gotta I gotta hear this thing. So I've looked at all the pictures. Is there any video of the exhaust? Uh, there 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 is some some you know kind of crappy cell phone video from when I wrote it at the uh, Golden Bolt competition. Okay. Um, but, uh, that, that has not surfaced anywhere because it doesn't do the bike any justice. So, uh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll definitely be putting out some, um, you know, some better quality audio and stuff here soon. Yeah, definitely mic up that dyno run for sure. That'll be sweet. Yeah. yeah. Well, I noticed, and, and I've been, been kind of drooling over some of the other hardware you've got in here. You put some serious, uh, Behringer brakes on the front of this thing. Yep, uh, kind of goes with that that old adage of uh, you got enough go, but you also need the woe. Um, and so, in order to to reel it in, we definitely uh, went all out and and slapped Behringer in every every corner that we possibly could. It's got uh, four piston uh, billet Behringers up front. Uh, there, those are their Aerotech calipers, uh, and then we've got um, their um, master cylinder, matching master cylinder, and, and clutch perch. Uh, and then an Aerotech uh, two-piston caliper in the rear uh, with their master cylinder uh, power in that one too. Now, is that their rotors in the front, or is that something different? No, those are those are Galfer rotors, front and rear. Yeah. And you also that exhaust is all hand custom, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like the the 550 that I did uh, last year. Yep. Um, that one you kind of, kind of follows the same suit, so uh, all all custom handmade. How's it ride? It rides great. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it, like I said, the, the so the first time that I actually got to ride it, which we'll, we'll have to go down that that story path here. Um, but the first time I actually got to ride it was out in uh, L.A. when I did the Golden Bolt competition um, a few weeks back, and uh, the bike wasn't running when I drove to California. Um, got to California, uh, crashed at Jay Larosa's shop and. Oh. He was a stand stand up dude to let me borrow some shop space and uh, got it up and running. Fired it for the first time, rode it once down the road, back up to the road in order to get it in the trailer, put it in the trailer, and then went and did the twenty five mile ride at uh, <laughs> at the Golden Bolt competition <laughs> in downtown L A. Traffic, lane splitting with a. Uh, you know, I think there was 20 uh, or so bikes, custom bikes, and we were all ripping around, having a good time in downtown L.A. And as anybody that knows that's ridden in downtown L.A., the streets are not, uh, you know, racetrack smooth at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it, it just glides over, you know, every bump, every pothole. Everybody was, you know, on all the other custom bikes were kind of, you know, dipping and diving, trying to dodge potholes and manhole covers. And I just went on my merry way and just cruised over everything. Nice. Well, we can certainly weave back to the bike a little bit, but um, tell us a little bit about the Golden Bolt show. I know you've, you've done hand-built now twice yeah, or three mm-hmm. times. Three. Twice this, for that. Uh, yeah, this is the third time for hand-built show this year. Okay. But how, how was the, the Golden Bolt? How was, it, how was that compared to other shows? It was great. Um, it, it definitely is a completely different platform. Um, so Kevin Dunworth um, and the guys uh, from the House of Machines um, definitely, you know, wanted to to do something different than what's currently out there and currently being offered. And so it was more of a competition setup as uh, instead of uh, necessarily just a show. 
So um, there was a 25-mile ride, mandatory ride. So any of the bikes that were uh, being featured in there had to run and ride. So you couldn't, uh, yeah, so you couldn't just roll a bike in and, you know, it'd be looking pretty and, and, but be completely unrideable, um, or it doesn't even run. Um, so it it definitely, you know, stands out in that aspect, but, um, the big, the big picture for it was, uh, it's a $25,000 cash prize, uh, for the winner. Um, and there's, uh, I think they're capping it at only, uh, 20 or 25 motorcycles from around the world. Um, and so it's definitely a huge honor to be, uh, to, to have received, a, you know, an invite for that show, knowing that only, uh, 25 builders from around the world were being invited to it. That's cool. Well, congrats for that one. Thank you. Dead. How'd you finish? <laughs> What's that? How'd you finish? Uh, I don't know. They, they don't give you kind of breakdowns on, on all that stuff. So we just know who won and the winner on that one was Max Hazen. Very nice. And yeah. a sweet bike was as well. Oh yeah. His, that, that, that bike is absolutely incredible. I mean, Max does some, some phenomenal work and, you know, his hand finished stuff is, is just incredible to be, to be seen. And he's a stand up dude. Well, deserving of that prize. Very nice. So the camaraderie out there must've been great too. Just hanging out with different builders and, and I know you have friends in the area too. So the, the social aspect must've been fun as well. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good time. The industry has um has uh, you know a very peculiar way of weeding out the ones that kind of don't belong. Um <laughs> and so it, you know it's nice is that uh you know when we all get together it's just a good time. There's not uh you know it's not it's a competition but it's not a competition. It's it's a bunch of friends that are finally getting together and you know hanging out, having beers and just having a good time. Um so you know they definitely focused on that as well to give the builders an experience that that really wanted us to come back every year um, and, and, and make it about us and not necessarily just, Hey, can you, you know, drop your bike off and, uh, and let us display it for our benefit type deal. <laughs> nice. So you've done the golden bolt and this bike was at hand built. Wow. Where mm-hmm. else have you taken it this year? Did a uh, quail motorcycle gathering. That was a first for this year. Saw that one. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's still on our list by the way, but. It's 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 pretty incredible, um, and then uh, we're going to be headed to Barber with it. You guys going? Yes, we are. And I caught me off guard with my coin jar. <laughs> <laughs> it's over here somewhere. Chink. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got Barber on on the books, and then uh, we're trying to work with some of the sponsors that we have um, to possibly go to SEMA before it it heads off to um, the new owner. Oh, nice! Very nice. Did you uh, find a home for the CB550 as well? Not yet. I've got uh, some interested buyers in it, and uh, but nobody's pulled the trigger on it, surprisingly. Okay. You want to have that one at Barber as well? I will have that one at Barber, yep. How much you want for it? <laughs> I was saying, see, Rico, your, your cafe bike is still available. See, see Rico, yeah, we, you told him last we, time. We can work that out. Yeah. Yeah, because it's funny you say that, because I was just thinking about maybe three, four weeks ago, I was like, man. I wonder if we actually sold that bike yet. Now the five fifty is still still kicking around. Still kicking still, around. Huh? Still living in the dining room. Yeah, still sitting in my dining room. <laughs> nice. Uh, All right. Well, I'll see you in Barbara. Yeah, you'll get you'll get to uh, ride it as much as you get to ride the India. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're a funny guy. <laughs> I'm here all night. Are you uh, <laughs> talking about that lovely place? Are you 
camping again? Um, yeah, probably. Okay. Um, I, I feel like the barber experience isn't quite the barber experience without camping. Um, last year I did a hotel room and it just wasn't quite the same. Justin's going to knock the, the jar off the counter tonight. I think. <laughs> it's just going to be the desk. is just going to buckle and it's going to end up in the floor in a pile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. I have a couple things we'll do after the, the little break segment as well. But um, one thing I wanted to go back to on the bike was a couple more trick parts that I, that I liked. You spent some time and getting some light sprockets for this, which I thought was cool. You know, another nod to the performance aspect. But um, talk about that cool mono shock that you had done for the rear. That's a pretty trick piece. Yeah, so that's uh, the Hill pl- uh, Hill Hill Two Plus uh, made by Gears Racing, and they they custom built that shock uh, for that motorcycle. And um, really really cool products that they're coming out with, and they're trying to uh, they're they're big overseas right now, uh, but uh, they're trying to make a push into the U.S. market. And so uh, there's a couple builders that have that have been using their products, and and a couple of race teams that are that are using it as well. Um, so it's definitely, you know, a, a, a pretty serious shock. It's fully adjustable. Um, and, uh, definitely was the kind of the, the, the centerpiece for that, that rear end when we designed it all, uh, we worked with them specifically to make sure that we got the travel that we wanted, um, and the spring rate and, and valving that we wanted to, to get the feel out of the bike that we wanted. Very nice. Definitely a nice piece. I just, I didn't want to let that one go. Cause I, was staring at the picture earlier on Instagram of, of the install. Yeah, it's definitely definitely pretty cool. There's there's a lot of stuff on that bike that um you know the the little details like that um you know that that back um tailpiece is actually uh hand-laid vacuum form carbon fiber that I did a two-piece mold for. Had a had a local guy help me out. Um he's actually a podcaster as well. So um but uh right. he 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 saw uh what I was doing. And we were just, uh, you know, kind of conversing and told him that I was going to do a carbon fiber tailpiece. And uh, his day job is actually making composite drones. Oh, cool. Yeah. So <laughs> the right person for that having, job. Huh? Yeah, exactly. So instead of me having to, uh, you know, kind of go into it blind, he definitely, uh, you know, stepped up and, and just being a solid guy and told me that, uh, you know, he'd love to, to jump in and help out any way that he could. And he definitely made that tail section happen a whole heck of a lot faster than what it would have if I was doing it by myself. Nice. What's the show, by the way? Do you know offhand? Um, I want to say it's two wheels over coffee or something like that. Um, I could definitely, you know, shoot you guys the, the info. Right. He's a really cool guy. Yeah, we'll look it up. Um, let's see. There's some other, any other things you like on here, Rico? I, I kind of like the way the, the front fender is attached or at least partially attached to the brake calipers that's a nice little touch mm-hmm. yeah that's actually um kind of the fact the way that the uh the ducati hypermotor is set up from the factory oh so that i got it so that mount comes from the ducati parts correct yeah so those forks came off of that bike and uh that's kind of how the the factory bike uh, mounts on there there's a it's kind of hard to see um until some of the 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 pictures that we're doing for a, a bike exit feature um roll out but um the uh upper triple tree actually has uh an integrated rotary steering stabilizer built into the triple tree very nice that's the thing sticking out the bottom 
Uh, it's right underneath the handlebars, so you can see a little thing that says GPR on it. Uh-huh. Oh, I see it there. Very nice. nice. Oh, this must be the quail photo. And the, and the blue grips, you're going to keep those then? They're black. Okay, the ones on Instagram, they're blue. Sorry. <laughs> really? It's a shadow. No, I don't. It's a yeah, shadow. it's got to be. I don't, I, I've never had blue grips on that bike. No. What the hell? Why is it blue? You looking at the wrong one there, Rico? No, no, I'm looking at the Instagram ones. I'm just, I'm curious what you're drinking over there if you're seeing blue grips on that bike. Well, maybe it's this martini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought it was a jalapeno margarita or something. It is. It is a jalapeno margarita. That too. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, strong too. Four shots. I tell no you, pain. Been, one of my coworkers brought me a couple bottles of, it's like ready mixed margarita from uh i think it's from costco and it's good stuff you just pour it over some ice and drink it man it's good mm. yeah it's like i make my own from scratch bro golden margarita well you know some of us i hear busy. you i hear busy. you i hear you <laughs> now now all of us are retired you know what i'm saying yeah right 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 oh get this i'm going to the motherland in october Ooh, the motherland cleveland africa <laughs> <laughs> really yeah wow that's a big trip yeah um morocco now are you, you're gonna go after the vintage festival right right it's not till the end of october <laughs> i was gonna say come on now i know right i couldn't <laughs> pass a barber up come on awesome how long how long are you staying a week a week yeah gonna rent a bike tour around nah it's a yoga retreat I uh, what that's right i said it out loud <laughs> to yoga retreat. Oh man, we're gonna have a fun downshift tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot one more in the in the cup. Yeah, two more. One more. Oh, I skipped one. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Well, I think that's all I've got for the bike. Um, I like the headlight. I don't know where that. What does that the headlight come from? That looks pretty pretty. Thin, the headlight itself actually. is actually a truck light headlight. Um, so it's it's built by a company called Truck Light. It's the same LEDs that they're running on like Jeeps and stuff. Oh no, um, kidding! The bezel on is a, a custom piece that I designed and machined up for that uh, to hold it on the, the way that I wanted it. Um, that uh, might actually end up being a, a universal fit part. Um, working with the guys over at Motodemic to do uh, some headlight stuff. Yeah, that's cool. That's the thing I noticed though was how thin it was. It's like not much of at least from the one angle, not much of a bucket. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty thin. I wanted something that you could kind of you know sneak up against the steering neck um, mm-hmm. and keep it nice and tucked up and not not sticking way far out. So I wanted something that was you know nice and clean, very slim and low profile. Truck light. I guess I had truck lights on my uh, Monday. Yeah, they're 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 great headlights. I mean, the, the yeah. light output on that thing is is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the one downfall of that headlight is that they are unbelievably heavy. That one particular one is. Yeah, yeah. Mine, so, mine was mine was pretty pretty light. Yeah, on, on this one, I mean, it is it is extremely heavy for for the size that it is. Mm. But super bright, like riding around in daytime, right? Incredibly, yeah. <laughs> It's nuts. Well, riding in front of John. Mm, right? <laughs> now that he has like 29 lights on the front of his bike. <laughs> 28. He's got, a, 
He's got that light bar and everything, top and bottom. <laughs> yeah, there's crazy bright. All right, cool. So, um, let's see, anything else about uh, Golden Bolt or Handbuilt that sticks out this year? Uh, not really. Handbuilt show, uh, they, they, they changed uh, venues, which is pretty cool. Uh, so, the new venue at, at Handbuilt show was... Um, was pretty awesome definitely a lot more uh area to to spread out not you know it doesn't feel like everybody is kind of walking on top of each other um, yeah you're not jammed up in one space yeah. yeah exactly um and then uh, on top of that they had the ability of bringing in some more bikes uh, so they had more admittance uh this year um they also had uh, you know some cool little uh, alcoves one was like a vip section where builders and and uh, people that paid the vip price uh, we're allowed to hang out, um, had some cool like little lounge uh, areas, and then uh, a nice cool section that was uh, brought together by Progressive. Um, so definitely some cool uh, growth uh, things happening there at Handbuilt Show. And, uh, you know, as usual, Handbuilt Show is just a, a, a great a great venue to to go to and, and a great event to to attend. Uh, Quail was, you know, absolutely great, uh, completely different experience uh than all of them um it's very very high class uh de- definitely when i rolled in there did not necessarily felt like i was uh of of the the you know the the class that was there uh but they're all super welcoming uh you know general admission to that show is a hundred dollars for general admission so it's you definitely like uh you forgot your ascot you're like yeah, oh exactly <laughs> we have a drinks out on the veranda <laughs> exactly they had um <laughs> you know lunch provided and everything else and the lunch was just absolutely phenomenal uh but you know to step the game up um it served on actual like nice chinaware and actual silverware with linen cloths and uh so it's definitely you know kind of a different a completely different experience than what uh you know most most are Bikers are custom to. You know, it's not too far away. It's um held there at the the Quail Country Club and and golf course and stuff. Um, but Pebble Beach is not you know just kind of right down the road from it. Um, yep. so you know, really, it's kind of the the Pebble Beach of of motorcycles. Very nice. All right, Hogan, John. Last uh, questions for you guys. I've got to do some thanks and then i have a couple of other topics unless you have what, something. what's next bro so i want to know oh, that's a that's good after question the break that's yeah. after the break after the break okay hold that thought let it <laughs> marinate we'll be back to it <laughs> that's a tease that's a tease all right <laughs> all right let's take a quick moment and recognize the people who continue to make our show possible and we do that by thanking our riders of loud pipes for their continued support that would be the first five riders, Marcus, Rickard, Edward, Jebby, and Brother Zion. Thank you, fellas. The Slack Pack would be Chuck, Nobby Tire, Old Man Slacker, Sir Mike, and Squatchy Pete. In our barber shop, and hold on, would be Chad and Steve, who's our one of our newest members we talked about recently. And then we have Steve, Micah, Kenny, Dangerous Dave, James, Bronco Ride, Rich, Joe, and Sean. That makes up the lovely riders group. And Darren and the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast, plus Jared, are the insiders. So loudpipes.net slash donate is the place to be. Check out the reward levels that we have to offer. And also join us live. I want to 
give a thanks and a shout out to everyone on the live stream, loudpipes.net slash live. Grab the uh, Mixler app and you can mix it up with us during the show and other riders in the chat room. So not necessarily a U-turn, we'll just use it as a transition, but since Justin also makes parts, custom parts, and sells them, I thought we would talk a little bit about that side of the business, see if there's anything new or or how that's doing, and, and then we'll let Rico ask you about the future. <laughs> Sounds good. Plug away. Plug away, Justin. <laughs> so inventory's back up to stock. We saw that. Yeah, in- inventory's back up to stock. It, would, it kind, of, kind of took a hard hit there. Uh the beginning of this year um and so i'm i'm super th- super thankful for the uh you know the, the client base that i have that they were you know very understanding that i'm a one-man band uh you know trying to trying to do the dance by myself here and uh you know doing all this traveling it, it dwindled down pretty good so everything's back up in stock and you know ready to ship with you know to have whoever uh wants to make orders and then we're going to be growing the parts line um with this new triumph obviously um, you know, it's a different platform than what we've, we've built in the past and, uh, mm-hmm. I've gotten really, you know, familiar with it and we're just going to start coming out with some stuff for the air cooled, uh, triumph line and, um, you know, keep, keep, uh, plugging along with the, with the parts and coming out with some cool stuff. Nice. And possibly some universal fit parts like you talked about, maybe the headlight, things like that. Yep. Yep. The headlight, uh, that, that bezel is going to be universal fit part that we'll be coming out with. Um, and then, uh, we've got plenty of other stuff that we're working on. Um, it's just a matter of, uh, like I said, doing the dance and trying to, trying to get the hustle hard enough to get everything out when it needs to come out. Understood. Well, the parts that you do have, they, they look fantastic. So we can't wait to see more of those. Yeah. There's a, you know, quite a, quite a big, um, you know, following that's already starting to, to get really excited about the offerings for the triumph line. Um, there's not, you know, a whole lot of stuff that's uh, being manufactured here in the states for those bikes. Um, so there's uh, definitely a, you know good kind of morale behind the new product line for yeah. those triumphs. Now, one part I always wanted to ask you about, and I forgot the last time we had a, had you on the show was I love the exhaust pipes that you make, but the actual muffler, the the tip part, is that something you make, or is that something that can be purchased? Yeah, no, it's it's definitely something that can be purchased. That um, reverse cone is done uh, by a company called Cone Engineering, oh. and um, that's where I buy most of my supplies. So they have, um, you know, stuff in order to to make a full exhaust. You can buy, you know, hangers. You can buy uh, springs for putting uh, the exhaust together. You can buy uh, the full radius bends uh, in various diameters. Um, and then again, going back to the, the mufflers, they've got a, a, a wide array of different mufflers, uh, that you can purchase depending on your needs stylistically yeah. and performance wise. The ones on, on the 550, I thought were, were the best. I still like those. Yeah. The, the one that's on the triumph, um, it's very similar, but it's his new, um, new muffler called the big mouth. Uh, so it's, it's got that same taper, uh, as mm-hmm. the, the ones that you saw on the 550. Uh, but it's actually got a larger uh, opening on the on the uh, on the rear of the muffler that actually has this really cool taper, uh, and from the backside looks really cool. Very nice. Okay. And any other parts you want to talk about? Yeah, anything 
anything new that you can mention just yet or still stocking up and rolling along with what you have? No, that, uh, that, that throttle body kit I might come out with as a uh, bolt on and a kit. Um, so okay. anybody that's doing the, the big bore EFI air cooled twin, uh, triumphs, um, if anybody's interested in that, uh, probably going to be coming out with a bolt on kit for those 44 millimeter throttle bodies, um, with a base map that then would have to be dyno tuned per bike. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's a, a bunch of stuff. We're going to be doing some hand controls. Um, and then, um, we're probably going to do some lighting, uh, obviously up front, uh, but we're probably going to be coming out with our own. Uh, turn signals and brake lights um, and some other really cool stuff uh, coming down the road. We're going to be doing uh, rear sets, universal fit with uh, specific mounts uh, per model. So you could do uh, either or if you have a spe- you know special product or special bike that you're working on uh, that you want to make your own mounts and not have um, you know a bolt-on setup for it. Uh, those universal fits will be coming out with those, um, and then uh, it'll have the same kind of look. Uh, just with specific bolt-on brackets that you can actually use those universal fit um, rear sets on. They're all going to be, uh, you know, staying true to the to the brand uh, made mm-hmm. here in America by me and, um, you know, highest quality at affordable prices. So, um, you know, not not necessarily going with, you know, you know, cheap bronze bushings or right. uh, anything <laughs> else. We're going to probably be doing some like ball bearing um, you know, uh, pivot points on those bikes, uh, you know, adjustable to a certain extent, you know, just super high quality stuff. Awesome. Can't wait to see it. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Definitely excited about where the future's headed. And, uh, doesn't seem to be slowing up anytime soon. Perfect. Yeah. I think I had a, I had a question. I think it was lost when we talked <laughs> about the bike. <laughs> when, when you took that last sip. Got lost. Yeah, I took that last. It was lost. I think it was around the part of the blue grips or something like that. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Wait, it you was were a, sucked into a time warp. That's what I, happened. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> but you know, uh, I think I was looking at the chain and the sprockets. Anything special about any of that? The sprockets are made by a company called Superlight. They're as about as thin and and uh, and you know lightweight as you can possibly get while retaining. Uh, the strength that's necessary uh, for those components. So they're they're pretty pretty incredible, and in, uh, you know, staying true to the theme on that bike. Um, I wanted to re- reduce as much rotating mass as possible uh, on that wheel set. Any unsprung weight that uh, wasn't necessary uh, was all chopped off and removed. The uh, the chain, nothing super special about that. It's just a you know typical uh, O ring chain. But uh, yeah, those those sprockets are pretty cool. I was peeping them out. I didn't want to. I was going to say something, but I, you know, I didn't want to geek out too much. <laughs> yeah, all the uh, all the rotor bolts on those wheels as well are all titanium. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So, so reducing weight as as much as humanly possible on those while still getting the um the look that we wanted. And and you put a tiny lithium battery in that too, correct? Yeah, ballistic batteries. Um, you know, definitely stepped up to the plate on that. Um, and and sent us off one of their. Uh, really cool um, little lithium batteries, and that thing is super tiny but incredibly powerful. And uh, you know, with those with those old vintage Hondas, I've always kind of stayed away from lithium batteries uh, because the charging systems just weren't designed to run those lithium batteries. And the variances that you'll find in the charging systems on those old Hondas um, are are pretty pretty wide ranging. 
Um, so you can either damage a battery pretty quickly um, or, uh, you know, just kill it altogether. Um, but uh, Rick's Motorsports actually just came out with a lithium compatible uh, regulator rectifier for those old Hondas um, that we did a prototype on the CB550. And uh, that thing works phenomenally. So there's not really any worries with running lithium based batteries uh, on the vintage bikes anymore. If you uh, if you run one of his his um, regulator rectifier units. Nice. Yeah. Now, I'm just curious, where where did the half eaten pizza end up on the bike? <laughs> <laughs> In my belly. The Instagram is great. All those photos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you're sitting there and. <laughs> You know, you you got incredibly dirty hands and you're just thinking to yourself, like, I probably shouldn't be ingesting what's on my hands at this given point in time, but I've got no time to walk inside and wash my hands because my wife literally walked out, hand me two of those tiny little like personal pizzas and said, you need to eat something. Uh, and that that uh, that picture was taken pretty late at night. Uh, that was right in the middle of that thrash for the handbuilt show. And um, so she just kept on feeding me um you know pizza and and coffee in order to try and keep me alive that's cool yeah that's a good woman yeah yeah leading up to it um she uh i was actually up for four days straight um going into handbuilt show trying to get it finished up and uh you know we got to the point where i was supposed to meet with the guys from fuller moto uh on the way and we were supposed to meet in mississippi and one of the guys was going to jump in the truck with me because I'd been up for four days straight and he was going to help me, uh, you know, drive the rest of the way to Austin. And uh, a couple hours before we were supposed to leave, um, things just kind of started going sideways uh, with the build and uh, paint came back from the painter and um, there were some flaws with it, some problems there. He ended up burning through the clear coat, had to re-clear it right at the last minute. Um, and so I ended up delivering me the paint, um, about an hour after I was supposed to leave. So I, uh, threw all that stuff on, went to go put the exhaust on and, uh, in my haste to, to get everything finished and welded, I put too much heat into the collector when I was finished welding it and ended up warping it just slightly. And, um, that slightly was just enough that it wouldn't actually get mounted on the bike. So we were up, uh, think it was till five o'clock in the morning the day i was supposed to load in for handbuilt show and i was still in florida building a motorcycle got it put together and i uh, was about to actually you know call it in and say hey we're just not there's no way we're going to make it you know i've been up for four days straight and uh it was just dangerous for us to get on the road and drive so my wife you know she's just absolutely incredible um, and so as her family called in her, her parents and, uh, her dad actually drove her dad and her mom drove from Daytona, um, up to Gainesville and hung out here while I finished the bike. I threw the bike into the back of the trailer and then they mm -hmm. drove us from Florida to Texas straight with no stops, uh, in order to oh, get us to the handbill cool. shop. Yeah. That's awesome. So definitely a family effort around here. Like I said, you know, I'm a one man band, but I've got a huge support system that keeps me going. That's cool. Yeah. And, and your wife, that's a keeper for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she jumped in there and by the time, uh, you know, we were, we were ready to roll out. She had been up for, you know, 24 hours straight, helping me put the bike together. 
and uh, I'm pretty sure what? she can call off uh, she can call off Allen head uh, bolts and the sizes size Allen wrench that you need in order to you know put that bolt on there better than I can at this point in time. Man, that's awesome. I wish I could find one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I found her a long time ago, and I'm doing everything I can to keep her. So that a boy, that a boy. <laughs> I would say, it sounds like Gainesville is the spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this was actually uh, we're high school sweethearts. So I, I met her uh, in high school, and at that time, I uh, lived in Southern Illinois. So where the uh, the the military kind of brought us together. Her her dad was uh, in the military, and my dad was in the military, and um, you know, kind of, kind of ran into each other there and, um, little, you know, little known fact was her, her, before we even met each other, her dad actually relieved my dad, um, in Afghanistan when, when, uh, the war happened. Oh, wow. Yeah. So before, before we even knew one another, uh, her right. dad actually went over, they, they were supposed to have an overlap and they were both supposed to be overseas during Christmas. And her dad actually went early and uh, relieved my dad to to let him come home for Christmas, and uh, that way both of them weren't missing Christmas. That's cool. Yeah. In Gainesville, um, that was school for you. Is that how you ended up down there? Yep, okay. I chased her down here. Like I said, I found her early. <laughs> I did everything I could to find to keep her. Uh, she like, she oh, went no, to, you don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She went to uh, University of Florida. She her uh, when you're in the military, you're allowed to claim a, a state. Um, uh-huh. that, uh, that you claim residency within, uh, my parents had claimed Texas as that state and her parents had claimed Florida knowing that they were going to move there afterwards, uh, when he retired. And, uh, because of that, she actually went to high school in Illinois, but actually got Florida bright futures, uh, scholarship, um, here in the state of Florida. So she, she got a, a scholarship to the university of Florida came down here and as soon as I got out of school, she's one year ahead of me in school, but uh, a month younger than me. And uh, so whenever she came down here, I decided to to chase her. And that's how we ended up in Florida. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. So what what is she going to help you build next? Like what's on your <laughs> what's on your table today? <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, I've been playing around with the uh, the R9T platform, um, kind of kind of messing nice. with the ideas behind that. I'm um, not sure if I'm going to do, a, you know, another triumph um, for next year. Um, I don't know. I haven't, haven't quite uh, quite gotten to that far. Haven't settled it yet. Got it. No, not yet. It's 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 kind of my own curse. Like I said, I need to figure out something something soon and get something on the table so I can start chopping it up and not kill myself like I've been doing on these last builds. Yeah. Well, the triumph parts are are exciting. How yeah. how far back would you go in the Triumph line? Do you think, or would you stay with the these modern modern would, customs or modern retros? Yeah, I would. I would say with the retro mods, um, that I would go with the uh, the air cooled lines, uh, which are like two thousands and up. Um, yeah. The the niche market of those, you know, the older Triumph guys uh, seem to just be doing more of restorations and not necessarily custom stuff. So um, if they wanted stuff you know, it'd be more of the universal fit where they could just bolt on, you know, a set of controls uh, and wire them up as necessary. But as far as the retro mod stuff, I think that's kind of where we're going to land with most of our Triumph parts line. Uh, They're already out there. They're starting to become, uh, you know, more more affordable on the used market. Um, And a lot of people are starting to pick them up and starting to uh, to customize them um, because of that. Well, I I have to say you you have to be giving 
people ideas and the transformation is huge. I would encourage everyone to look at, at Justin's Instagram feed and go back to January 18th and you'll <laughs> see the, the scrambler in its, in its native form. <laughs> and wow, <laughs> what a difference between that and, and what the final product was. That's amazing. Stacking those two, two pictures right next to one another, you know, one of these finished pictures and, uh, you know, that, that stock, that stock image is, uh, it, it's, it's, it, it's actually, it, it, yeah, it kind of sets me back to sometimes like, I didn't realize how much I had changed on that bike, but, um, you know, once I started toweling it all up at the handbelt show, cause I was delirious. I was just going, going, going until I got to the handbelt show and finally had some time to, um, you know, kind of take it all in. I think the only stock piece that is left unmodified uh, is from the steering neck down the backbone to the upper motor mount. I think that's <laughs> the only the only piece left on that stock Triumph that has not been, you know, fully customized, gone through, um, and and redone in some way. Amazing. And I think I think you sent us an early photo of your project too. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah, you guys. You, yeah, you guys got a uh, first glimpse, and it was yeah, a little peak, yeah, ground zero in the in the thick of it before anybody else got to see it. Yeah, I know you did that, and that was pretty sweet. It was, I like what you did. Thanks. Yeah, it turned out pretty cool. I'm I'm pretty happy with with the way that it uh, with with the way it turned out, and that gas tank is surprising. That uh, you know the, the stock Indian Scout tank I think holds two and a half gallons, um, and it's a it's a pretty large tank. Um, but what a lot of people don't know is that the underside of that is just one giant tunnel um, because oh. of they have the factory airbox located. And um, so once you take that giant tunnel out of that stock um, Indian tank and you put that Triumph tunnel in there, um, you gain a lot of fluid capacity. And um, I haven't filled it completely yet, uh, but I did a, a brief calculation before we did the Golden Bolt ride. And I had put in one two-gallon, um, like, easy-go uh, gas tank. And then when I got there, I put another two gallons in. Oh. And then right before the ride, I put another two gallons uh, in from Jay LaRosa's uh, fuel tank. And it didn't even reach the top of the tunnel. So <laughs> and, it, probably and it wasn't got, running like, out the bottom, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, it's probably got at least another half gallon, if not another gallon. So, you know, we're looking at probably pretty close to seven gallons worth of fuel in there. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. So you'd wear your butt out before you wear a tank of gas out. So it's an endurance super motard. Yeah. Endurance muscle motard. Let's go with that. <laughs> now you just need to fabricate some bags for it. So there's storage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a really big tank bag. <laughs> We'll just build another one, Jonathan. How about that? Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> we'll, we'll build. We'll build something that's more adventure line. I've always wanted to build one of those bikes too. That's kind of on my on my bucket list is to build an adventure bike and um, <laughs> and go run uh, the Trans America Trail. So uh, two things on that. That goes with number one. With Bacon asking the live stream if you're going to be making any ADV parts. Probably. I mean, if if you want to put my parts on, there's nothing wrong with running them on a, on an ADV bike. Uh, but, uh, you know, definitely, definitely something in the, in the works there. I wouldn't say necessarily making, you know, specific ADV stuff. Um, but, uh, it, it's definitely 
something that I find super interesting. I, 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 I really just have a passion for all things motorcycle, uh, no matter, you know, the platform, no matter the style. Um, they all do something different. And, uh, right. you know, building, building a custom ADV bike is definitely on my radar as well. Well, that's cool. And then on the 80, on the Trans-American, I have a friend here locally that is uh, in less than three weeks going to head off. Awesome. Good luck to him. Yeah, he's doing it on the KLR, and he's there was KP on the show, and I'm I'm glad to see him go, but I think he's going a little overkill on his uh, stuff. So <laughs> that's that's the only way I know how to go too. Like There's only one like, way to go, and that's overkill. He's putting like ten thousand lumens on the front of the bike. <laughs> I'm like, it's the Trans America Trail. It's not, uh, you know, it's not the Dakar Rally. Yeah. Yeah. Baja 1000 or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, since you're a you're a custom guy, what do you what do you think of Harley's new platform? I think they're the cool, man. I, th- I think engine. they're on Yeah, I think they're on a, you know, a good a good route. Um I don't know if it's too little too late. Um and that that's my only concern is that you know, where where have they been in the industry that they didn't start doing stuff like this a long time ago? Um and I, you know, halfway feel like it's almost a hail mary pass um you know indian definitely has uh you know kind of a a really good stronghold here um on on kind of the millennial market and uh new riders and their branding and the way that they're pushing stuff uh is is pretty incredible um so i you know i i almost feel like harley is now in this you know game of catch-up which is just very surprising to see harley in that in that in that situation well, but Indian doesn't, to be fair, Indian doesn't have a lot of variety either. Yeah. They, don't, they don't have the range of bikes. So, so if they pull off the street fighter and the ADV and all that, like that's a pretty nice diverse crop. I think. I, I agree. I, I think that it's going to take a little while to find that, that base. Um, the yeah. guys that are willing to, you know, jump from current ADV platforms over to an oh, ADV yeah. Harley. Um, they're definitely not going to convert, you know, their, their current, uh, base over to those bikes. So it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting, an interesting ride to see how it all unfolds. Yeah. I almost think they can't do it with the current dealers. I almost think they need new dealers. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it just comes down to, and I think that the whole industry to, to a certain degree is plagued with it. Um, is that it's just the way that we've all been doing it. <laughs> uh, and that that mindset is is a killer and to say that this is just the way that it is and it always will be is is just the death of an industry waiting to happen um so i'm glad to see that you know harley's willing to move in that direction it, it's just very surprising to me that they uh you know they didn't make that decision long ago agree sorry hogan i think i stepped on you there were you trying to get in yeah, but it's all right. <laughs> you forgot Sorry, the question but... again. Yep. The <laughs> martinis work working right now. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's good stuff. I can't wait to see can't wait to see the next bike. I'm sure we will follow the progress on Instagram and elsewhere and I'll uh, leave any last questions then for John and Rico at this point. No, Johnny? I'm all set. I think, you know, awesome have you on i have no other questions and uh look forward to seeing october 
yeah man definitely uh definitely looking forward to to catching up and seeing you guys again yeah we'll have to take a shot or something together yeah i'm sure we'll be doing doing plenty of that yep. the, the downfall is that i'm actually there to work and you guys aren't so <laughs> well <laughs> i would like half work <laughs> yeah it's a work-life balance you got to work out you know what i'm saying <laughs> we'll get you there when you when you have to be coherent to to speak with customers or potential clients it makes it a little bit more difficult <laughs> yeah but after hours you know they have to oh, expect yeah, no that you know yeah. you know you're gonna be eating barbecue taking shots i mean they got to <laughs> understand <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right, Justin, and just um, I guess let everyone know the best way to to reach you and find you on the internet and all the good stuff that you have. Sure thing. My uh, uh, website is www.jwebsterdesigns.com. You can find me on all social media, um, J Webster Designs on Instagram and on Facebook. Feel free to to contact me on any of those if you guys have any questions. Um, are interested in any of the things that I'm doing, um, you know, have any ideas on, on what you think that I'm, you know, maybe some parts that uh, you guys would like to see come out. I'm always open to hearing people's, you know, thoughts on, on what should come out and that, that, uh, isn't currently being offered. Um, and who knows, it might be something that, uh, that I end up starting to, to provide. That's very awesome. nice. Very nice. Well, yeah, big thanks again for hanging out with us. This is a, always. a trifecta for you, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yep. it's always a good time. And once again, let's uh, thank the Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. And if you enjoyed this show or any of the other ones we do, check out loudpipes.net slash donate. And we appreciate any support you can offer there. Um, we've been doing the show lately, Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Our, our scheduled time is Thursday, but generally Wednesday or Thursday. Check us out, loudpipes.net slash live. Like I said, you can mix it up with us in the, the chat room and the other riders that are in there. And thanks to the guys again for hanging out. Additional information for the episode, including links and some images. We'll get an image or two from Justin's Triumph build. And all of that good stuff can be found on the website, labpipes.net slash one, two, three. There's some links there to leave us some feedback. Subscribe to the show, which is still free. And follow us on social media. All right, Brother Hogan, it's been a while. Remember how we do this? Supila! Stand up, Johnny John. There, everyone. All right, thanks again, Justin. Thank you, guys. Good night. Thank you for listening. Please consider supporting the show. We offer generous rewards for your contribution. Find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate. 